Gracious God, as your word has been read and as it is proclaimed, we ask that you would open our hearts and minds to receive your word to us this day. Use my words or speak in spite of my words, but God, we await a word from you today. And may the words of my mouth and may the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So I have this story. There was a shepherd one day who was looking after his sheep on the side of the road down a deserted road when suddenly come flying down this road is a brand new Porsche and it screeches to a halt right beside him. Well, the driver, who's a man who's dressed in an Armani suit and Ray-Ban sunglasses and a Rolex wristwatch and a Gucci silk tie, he gets out and he asks the shepherd, if I tell you how many sheep you have, will you give me one of them? The shepherd looks at the young man and he looks at the large flock of sheep and replies, sure, why not? Well, the young man parks the car and he pulls out his iPad and he enters into this logarithm so that it pings off of a satellite. He performs a scan of his surroundings using a sophisticated GPS. He opens this database with all these tables and charts and logarithms, prints out a 150-page report on his high-tech mini printer, and he turns to the shepherd and he says, you have exactly 1,586 sheep. Rather surprised, the shepherd replies, well, you're right. You can have your sheep. Well, the young man takes an animal and puts it into the Porsche. And just as he's about to drive off, the shepherd says, if I guess your profession, can I have my sheep back? The young man says, sure, why not? And the shepherd says, you are a marketing consultant. How did you know? Asked the young man. Very simple came the answer. First, you came here without being called. Second, you charged me a fee for something I already knew. And third, you know nothing about my business. Now, would you please give me my dog back? I hope you groaned a little at home. <laughs> we might think that looking after sheep is a simple task, but it isn't. Looking after sheep is a highly specialized job. It takes a shepherd years to learn his trade. Many shepherds are actually born into that in their family. It's passed from father to son. And there is a great deal of difference between a true shepherd and a hired hand, one who's in it just for the paycheck. First century Israel, they would have clearly understood those differences. It may be a little more difficult for us. We are so far removed from that lifestyle. The real shepherd is born to his task. He was sent out with the flock as, as soon as he was old enough to go. And the sheep, they became his friends and his companions. And it became second nature to think of them 
before he thought of himself. It would have been a natural thing for a shepherd to risk his life in defense of the flock. Not so with a hired hand who was doing what he needed to do in order to earn a paycheck. The hired hand might even be someone who had been driven out of the city because he was not a great person. He had no sense of responsibility and no real love for the job. He was a hireling. And so it is that when the wolves attack, the hired hand would make a break for it. The true shepherd would protect that flock at all cost, even at the cost of his own life. And the sheep knew and would trust the voice of the shepherd. King David, before he was ever a king, he was a shepherd. He was a young shepherd in the story where he came and fought the giant Goliath. At that time, he told Saul how he had battled with a lion and bear to keep his flock safe. And it was out of this history and knowledge of life that later on David wrote about God as our shepherd in our beloved Psalm 23. I'm going to invite you to recite it back and forth with me this morning. And as we do so, think about God as our true shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That psalm is one that is so special to me, and I'm sure it is special to many of you as we reflect on what it is to have God as our true shepherd. As the Old Testament goes through, one of the prophets, Ezekiel, in Ezekiel chapter 34, God speaks through Ezekiel against the shepherds of the, of the land of Israel, the leadership, the spiritual leadership of that nation. And he promises in Ezekiel chapter 34 that the time would come that he would just lay aside all those false shepherds, that he himself would come and shepherd his flock his people. We move to the New Testament and Jesus comes and Jesus identifies himself indeed as that good shepherd. Earlier, before in chapter 10 of the Gospel of John, a few verses before our scripture this morning, Jesus spoke of himself as the shepherd whose sheep follow him because they know his voice. You see, even sheep who aren't known as the very brightest of the animals, they can tell the difference between a true shepherd, their shepherd, and not simply by the sound of their voice. And I think that's our question for us this morning, for you and for me. Friends, can you tell the difference 
between the voice of the good shepherd and the hired hand? Have you listened long enough and closely enough to know the difference of the one whose voice leads to life and those competing voices which do not? Certainly, today, there are many competing voices that try to get our attention and direct our lives. Right now, I think the voices of fear and anxiety, those seem to be prominent. Fears and anxiety about our families, about our jobs, about our health, about our retirement funds. Fear and anxiety about exactly how long will this last? That is such a source of anxiety. The voices that we hear, the voices of scarcity, for goodness sake, toilet paper, really, (laughs) toilet paper. But other kinds of scarcities. We are worried that there simply won't be enough. Social media right now, um, it can certainly have a wonderful use it also can feed these same voices that direct us away from the way that leads to life into the way that leads away from that. And it's not that our situation isn't serious. You know it is, and I know it is. But if we let the voices of fear and anxiety and scarcity drown out the voice of the true shepherd, friends, we're in trouble. You see, the truth is that God is still God. The truth is that God is good. The truth is that God is stronger than a pandemic. And the truth is God is at work for the good, even in the midst of all of this. We have the choice to lean into this moment and to look for those places where we see God at work, where we can see God's presence and where God's voice can be heard even in the midst of uncertain times. I have heard that voice and seen that presence this past week. I've seen it in the, in the way that, that people have risen up to this challenge of technology. Even our least technical staff, who should go unnamed but won't, Susie, um, has learned how to use Zoom. We have had all kinds of new learnings. Um, and our, our small group leaders have picked those up all with the idea of keeping connected so that we can help each other hear the true voice of the Good Shepherd. One of the great blessings, I hope that you found it, um, each day at 10 a.m., our weekday learning center, Beth goes in there in in an empty Asbury sanctuary, turns on her phone, and records uh, a chapel for the weekday learning center children. But let me tell you a secret. It isn't just for them. Listening and and singing along with that this week has lifted my spirits, and it is a great way to hear the voice of the one true shepherd. 
We have those already that have been in contact with HAM, Humble Area Assistance Ministries, that are still doing some of the things they already do. Our men continue to unload. I think I heard 36,000 pounds from trucks this past week. Um, So we have folks that are out there doing and being the hands and feet of Christ. We, we have a, a, media, a blitz, a ham blitz. You'll hear more about that in a bit where we're going to be asking you to bring things this week. Um, but those, uh, those are ways that I see the presence of God. And then last night, um, while Brian and I were watching Frozen 2, yes, I haven't ever seen that before, and we were watching it last night, and I had a phone call, and it was a church member. And this young woman called just to check on me. Oh, my goodness, to check on me. And in our conversation, she talked about some of the other folks who've been calling other members of our congregation and how some had gone and helped them connect up their live stream because they didn't know how to use that technology. We had another family who were in need of of a few supplies, and somebody went out and got it for them. Friends, that's the presence of God in the midst of all of this, and I'm so grateful So this morning, I thought we would have some practice at listening to the voice of the shepherd. And what better way to do that than through his own words as recorded in Scripture. So I invite you, if you have a pen, you may want to write down some of these Scripture verses so that you can go back and look at them later. But let's look at what the good shepherd says. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, And I will give you rest. And again, Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap, they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. And who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet, I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after such things, but your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. And then hear this, do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. The good shepherd goes on. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And then these beautiful words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, 
Do not let them be afraid. What are some of the ways that we can continue to practice the presence of listening for the Good Shepherd? I encourage you to look in the bulletin that's a part of the, of the web page. You can go to the live stream page if, if you're not on it right now and look at the bulletin. There is a practicing the presence part there. One of the things is to read Psalm 23 every day this week. Meditate on what it is for you to follow the shepherd. Join a small group. Our small groups are, are even now meeting for Sunday school and other times, um, and you're invited to be a part of that. Email Susie at AUMC if you don't have one to find one. Call other church members to check on them. Pull out that directory. Call people, especially folks that you know live alone. Call them and check on them. Look out for others. Send in your prayer request. Let us pray for you prayer at aumc.org. Join me each Wednesday, beginning this coming Wednesday at noon, um, for a time of devotion and prayer. I would encourage you, too, to read a gospel together as your family. Listen to music that is spiritual and that is uplifting. Take a break from the news occasionally. Laugh and listen for the voice of the Good Shepherd. As a sheep is defenseless on its own in the wilderness, we too are susceptible to danger when we try to just go it on our own as a Christian. We need each other to help distinguish the true voice of the Good Shepherd from all of those competing hired hand voices. And as a church, we need to make sure that the voice that we are following is the voice of the Good Shepherd, the one who laid down his life for us. We are learning in this time of social distancing to still be the church connected. It takes practice, but it's possible. I want to close with one final illustration. It was told back in the First World War that there was a young French soldier who was seriously wounded. His arm was so badly damaged that it had to be amputated. He was a young man and a fine-looking man, and the surgeon felt so badly for him that he had had to lose his arm. And so he waited by the young man's bedside until he woke up from anesthesia. And when the young man recovered consciousness, the surgeon said, I am so sorry to tell you that you lost your arm. And the young man said, Sir, I did not lose my arm. I gave it for France. Jesus did not lose his life. He gave it for your sake, for my sake, for the sake of the world. Let us listen to his voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd, and follow that voice above all the competing voices, and then help others to find that voice as well. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, speak into our souls your words of peace and of life.
and of strength and of trust. Help us to discern your voice and to follow it, we pray. In Christ's name, amen.